Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning game week. Not preseason game, regular season game week. It's been a long time coming. We've talked about milestones along the way. Let's just take this in and enjoy it for what it is. I don't know about you all, but now that we're back in the swing of thing, Labor Day's over, football's coming on. Yeah, I'm ready for this heat to be over with. We've been dealing with a heat wave in my part of the country right now, and it's supposed to calm down by this weekend, which also includes Pittsburgh. Should be some nice weather for, for some football on Sunday. Let's get to it. Man, I'm so excited that we are talking about Steelers football, and we're going to have some great data to break down after this game. I mean, will it be great because of a great Steelers performance? That's what I'm hoping. But just the fact that we'll have something to really take in, because through the preseason, you know, I'm breaking down. What's, what is off the first team offense doing on their drives? Various things, things in the first half, things in the first quarter. Is that, we're, who cares about that stuff anymore? We'll be able to talk about a whole Steelers game. It's exciting. And I will tell you, in my opinion, this is this is likely, possibly, the Steelers' toughest matchup of the season. Talked about this with my brother on the Scobro Show. Said, so can you name three teams on the Steelers' schedule that's that are tougher than the 49ers? I'm even it's even tough to name one. I mean, you could say Cincinnati, maybe. Don't know. But this is just based on what we think right now. Then we'll actually get the data. First, we'll get this data and we'll and we'll see, you know, who's starting off in the way that we thought they were and who's not. I mean, if you listen to the, to the prognosticators out there, those that are, that are telling you what's going on and this is how it's going to be. I mean, it it sounds like every team, but three in the AFC is going to make the playoffs. Um, And they're they're all going to have winning records. And I mean, the math doesn't support it, but you know, everyone's great except the teams that are bad, that are really, really bad. You know, all you know, everybody's a ten-win team, except for those that are only a four-win team. So, and and there's a lot more ten-win teams than four-win teams. It, it, it's crazy. Now you'll get to see who's falling in line. Now, is the first week of the NFL season the end all be all of everything? No, there's 17 more weeks after that. There'll be a lot of football to be played. And as I talked about Tuesday night, this Steelers team, I, I've kind of set this up. contradictory to what I'm going to talk about today. Because what I'm going to talk about today, I'm just giving you every stat that I could think to look up about this game. About, you know, if I thought of it, I looked it up, put it out there. That's just what I did. So getting into this, there's just so, so, so much of, of expectation. But if the Steelers don't pull off the upset, this year, like they did in week one, the last two seasons, it does not mean the sky is falling. It does not mean that that the preseason was fake. It it means that the Steelers have one of their toughest tests of the season. Now, do I am I? It's funny because you're like, oh, you're just you're you're setting up for the failure. Well, because you know what? If you look at the the Steelers' schedule. This is one of the more likely games where they could fall short. It, it, it's just the expectation that Steeler fans should have. But I still think they're going to win. 
I do. And you're going to have to tune in tonight to the Steelers preview to get my actual score prediction because that's where we do those. Make sure you're checking out everything uh, with all our, our podcasts at Steel Curtain Network. Hey, check out everything on Fans First Sports Network. I've, I've been listening to, to Breakfast with Ben's. That's on Fans First. Um, and, and now it's not just Steelers. It's a lot of Pittsburgh sports. Um, you know, but 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 been checking that out. You can even check out the the afternoon drive on the audio only. That's through FFSN. Um, so some good stuff there. So you can get more Steeler stuff or other sports. Or I enjoy things on the FFSN NFL channel. I do. I love KT Smith's show, The Call Sheet. I know sometimes you can hear it on our own network, but it, it's real home is is there. There's some good stuff there. Jeff's got some good shows over there. Um, so make sure, you know, if you need more content, check it out. I know it, if you're all like me, you're like, man, it's hard enough just to, you know, stay up to date on Steel Curtain Network stuff. I get it. I get it. I do. But let's dive in to some of these numbers just because we can. And you know what? I'm going to be getting on such a roll with these numbers. I did this on on Scobro. I'm actually going to take my break really early because I don't want to have to stop later while I'm getting to go getting going with these numbers. Plus, I don't know how long the show's going to be. If you didn't check it out, I did a salary cap recap. It was a special edition. Uh, there was there was an emergency with Brian Anthony Davis for him to do his bad language on Monday. So I filled in with a special stat geek on Monday. At it came out. It's supposed to be around noon. It came out around one o'clock. Either way, you go back and look at Monday's podcast. If you're like, oh, I don't miss a stat geek, you might have missed that one because it wasn't when it was supposed to be. It was a it was a last second audible. But I laid out the salary cap, and as of Wednesday at four o'clock is when it had to be official when all that 53 counted. I've been counted anyway because the Steelers needed to be there. Other teams still had to move stuff around. If the Steelers were in trouble, I would have been like, oh, they have until Wednesday at four o'clock. But no, they, they were good. So they didn't have to move anything around. So the Steelers are compliant. They're good to go. I laid all that out on Monday. Go back and check that out. So we might not have the longest show today because I did some of it Monday. We'll see. You know me, though. When I start talking numbers, I could get to go in a little bit. So, But the other thing before I go, if you haven't already, make sure you get into the Survivor Contest at Steel Curtain Network. Go to steelcurtainnetwork.com. Look for the picture of Donnie Shell on an article because it is a signed Donnie Shell Hall of Fame football. You go, It's set up through Yahoo. You pick a winner each week. You got to get your one pick right to move to the next week. Once you pick a team, you can't pick them again. It's lots of fun. Costs you nothing to do it. Just go check it out. So we'll go ahead and take a quick break so we can come back and dive into all you need to know about the stats for week one versus the 49ers. So stick around. We'll be right back after you. Steelers fans, we are back. 
Let's look at some of these numbers. All right, I'm going to start off at a different area. You know what? I almost did this before the break, but I figured, eh, I might get on too much of a roll. I wanted to look at how much Steelers rookies generally play. And I looked over the last six seasons, went back through 2017 because that was TJ Watt. And, you know, he's, you know, other than Cam Hayward, he's the last one left, you know, and I wasn't going all the way back to to 2011 with Cam Hayward. So I went back to 2017 and I looked at the number of offensive snaps, number of defensive snaps, and number of special team snaps played by rookies and the number of rookies that played. And you will see one year that stands out above the rest, especially on one side of the ball. But last year, and this is just to give you an indication of what you might expect from the rookies this week coming up for, for the Steelers. And, and remember, when I'm looking at rookies, these are players that were playing in their first NFL game. It could have been a player that was on the, on the practice squad and stuff first. Like, for the, in the, I don't even remember which year it was. I know Mike Hilton counted when he played his first game. It was his, that was officially his first NFL game, week one, how many snaps they played, stuff like that. So I'm going to go backwards. 2020, uh, there was three players that played on offense last year. They played a combined 69 snaps. One player on defense, 17 snaps. They played 35 special team snaps. That was three different players. A total of four rookies appeared in week one for the Steelers last year. 2021, yeah, this one should stand out because this was the reduced cap, everything going on there. Yeah, the Steelers had 200 snaps offensively played in that game. That's right, because you had four players. That was Najee Harris getting a bunch, Dan Moore Jr. getting a bunch, Kendra Green getting a bunch. They basically almost, between three of them, they played almost every snap. And Pratt Fairmouth playing a, a decent amount, not nearly as much as the other three. So 200 snaps combined between four players. Yes, they averaged 50 snaps over those four players that did that. That is, that is almost you know other than last year's 69 snaps. That that totals anything else on offense. Just the average of them um, on defense. It was 69 snaps. That was two different players. Special teams. It was 58 snaps between seven different players because nine different rookies played in the Steelers' week one matchup in 2021. That kind of makes that even more remarkable that they did what they did in Buffalo that year. Um, in 2020, the Steelers had two two players on offense, played 25 snaps total, one on defense who played 10. That was Alex Highsmith, I can tell you that. And special teams, five players played 41 snaps. It was five players, five rookies total that played in the opening game that year. 2019. One player on offense, 24 snaps. Defense was two players, 123 snaps. Special teams was uh, 48 players. Sorry, 48 snaps. That would be crazy, 48 players. 48 snaps with four players because it was a total of five rookies played in 2019 in week one. 2018, there was four rookies that played in week one. Two on offense for 28 snaps. One on defense for 74 snaps. Yeah, that was Terrell Evans. And three played special teams for 40 snaps. And 2017, going back to there, once again, four total rookies that that played. Two on offense, 33 snaps. Two on defense, 96 snaps. And four on special teams for 33 snaps. Now, that was some pretty interesting stuff in there. There was – the, the number one year on offense was obviously 2021. Four players, 200 snaps. That was just a lot. The, the most on defense was in 2019. 
123 snaps by two players. Now, let's talk about that one for a second. There were two players that played 123 snaps. That's because 53 was by Devin Bush. Yay, Devin Bush. You hear that? You know, that was his rookie year. That was actually when you got some play out of Devin Bush. The other one, you're going to love this one. Here's a name you probably forgot about. These are the kind of things Jeff Hartman loves to hear about. Cameron Kelly played all 70 defensive snaps. That was at 33-3 loss to New England. Um, And Cameron Kelly played all 70 snaps in that game. Interesting thing about Cameron Kelly, he only appeared in the 2019 season in the NFL. He started week one for the Steelers, played every snap at safety. The next week was against Seattle. Yeah, not so much. He only played 23 snaps. Then the Steelers went out and traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. He played no snaps against San Francisco on defense, one against Cincinnati, 10 the next week against Baltimore, had to play 26 against against the Chargers, if if you remember that one, that was the Duck game. Um, and then he played one more later on in the season against Cleveland. He actually got released by the Steelers in between mid to – just before Christmas of that year, and that was it for him in the NFL. So, yeah, that was what, what drove that one up as one Cameron Kelly – just thought I'd throw that name out there as one that you might not have heard of for a long time and probably not in a good way. But I just thought I'd, I'd say that because outside of the, the 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 strange year of 2021 where there was nine rookies and all those snaps, I mean, between the three, that was like 300 and, my goodness, like 327 snaps, I think it was, total between offense, defense, and special teams and nine players. That's that's a lot. Like usually the other five years, it's either been four rookies or five rookies get snaps. So you look at it this year, wouldn't be shocked if Broderick Jones doesn't get any snaps. If he does, he can get a handful, maybe special teams. He come, they'll come in on on extra point or field goal. Maybe don't know for sure. Um, maybe they go a jumbo tight end. I don't know if we're going to see any snaps from him. Joey Porter Jr. You'll see a handful of snaps probably. Um, Keanu Benton, you should see a handful of snaps from him. Um, I'll be honest with you. If any rookie has a chance to start, Jim Wexel talked about this on the Seal City Insider podcast, and he was exactly right. It was exactly what I was thinking, and then he said it. It would be Darnell Washington if the Steelers come out in a run-heavy package with two tight ends, and he's the other tight end. Out of all the rookies, he has the best chance to start on the field. Now, you, could it be Keanu Benton at nose tackle? Yeah, but it may or may not be. It still might be Martre, or, Sorry. Martavis Adams. Um, but the other thing is that he's going to start with the nose tackle. It, it depends on what the 49ers do with their with their personnel. Um, Nick Herbig, another handful of snaps. Uh, Spencer Anderson, doubt he sees the field. So there's your there, there's your rookies. You got Dylan Cook. I doubt he dresses. Um, and I don't know that I can't think if there was any other any other rookies that would be out there, you know, playing their first NFL game. So you might get a few more contributions, but don't expect a ton from the rookies. You know, outside of that one year, that's just not what you get the very first week. But thought I'd throw that out there to you. That was just some good, fun numbers in doing that. So that's just kind of the rookie expectation. So that's the stats you would need to know about that. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run down. Just a bunch of different stats when it comes to Steelers, comes to 49ers, comes to week one, comes to 
home openers, come to be in on the road, things of that nature. If I thought of it, I did it, and here it is. All right. Since this 1970 merger, during week one of the NFL season, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 31-21-1, and the San Francisco 49ers are 30-23. and So very close in their records there. Okay. What kind of win streak are you are the, these teams coming off of when it comes to how they perform in week one? Steelers have won three in a row. Three in a row. 49ers lost week one last year to the Bears. Think about that. Week one last year, the 49ers lost to the Bears. Now, I can't remember what on that game. I quarterback injury, I, I, was to, I can't recall. But the Bears beat the 49ers in week one. And then the Bears ended up with the number one draft pick. So these are things, you know, week one. This goes to show what I was saying before. Week one does not define your season. Week one does not define your season. Uh, It didn't for the 49ers, and it definitely didn't for the Bears. So those are things to remember. Uh, If you look at the last five years, the last five years of week one matchups, the Steelers are 3-1-1 over the last five years. They've won three in a row, and then they had the lost the tie. And San Francisco, they're two and three over the last five years uh, when, it, when it comes to their week one matchup. Now, let's look at since 2007. Let's look at the Mike Tomlin era. I want to look at that for the Steelers. So I'm going to compare it to the same time for the 49ers, just, just looking at the same time period. So, uh, you know, the – the key dem- the the, t- the the key moment in time for the Steelers is Mike Tomlin era, but I'm just comparing the same era, um, just because I can. So the Steelers are ten five and one in Week One under Mike Tomlin, and the 49ers are ten and six. Wow, just about just about equal there. I'll, you know, outside of the tie, about as equal as you can come. I will tell you this about the Steelers since since Mike Tomlin. Their week one games, the Steelers have averaged scoring 21.3 points and they average giving up 20 points. That's that's just what it is. So take that for what it's worth. All right. Now let's look at starting week one at home for the Steelers. And this would be starting week one on the road for the 49ers. So the Steelers, since 1970, one opening at home are 18 and 10. The San Francisco 49ers, when they open on the road since 1970, are 17 and 17. Obviously, they've they've played more road games, but the Steelers, because the Steelers have played fewer home games, because my goodness, they had how many in a row they just came off of opening on the road? Um, so it just it just didn't happen much, which you'll definitely see a discrepancy here. Looking at it since 2007. When opening at home, the Steelers are four and one, and opening on the road since 2007, the, the 49ers are five and three. So both teams are pretty good and pretty solid. Now let's 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 get into our DeLorean. Uh, oh, I loved it when, when when Brian Davis would talk about the DeLorean and going back about old Steelers games. The Steelers at home since 2007 are four and one. That, let's talk about that loss. Let's let's rehash that loss. That loss. At home, the Pittsburgh Steelers scored the first points of the NFL season. It was other than I don't know if there was a, a, a Thursday night game or whatever, but it was the one o'clock kickoff, and the first point scored was a safety. Because if you remember, uh, the Steelers kicked off. They were hosting the Tennessee Titans. They kicked the ball down on the ground to about inside the one yard line. 
the the returner picked up the ball, stepped back into the end zone, and took a knee. They reviewed the play. I was like, wait a second. I remember watching that live. I'm like, he can't do that. That should be a safety. Uh, they they're, they're going to just say, oh, no, it was fine. And what do you know? They called it a safety. I was like, that's what I thought. So uh, I, I remember that was play this day. But the other thing that was that was memorable about that game is that uh, Marquise Pouncey only played eight snaps. Um, and then he was lost for the season when David DeCastro fell into his knee. It was not a pretty thing. The Steelers were driving, doing great with Pouncey. What do you know? Pouncey goes out. They get down there, third and one, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm pretty sure it was a quarterback sneaker. I don't know if it was a quarterback sneaker or what. Bottom line is, I can't remember that part of it. I just remember Ben Roethlisberger fumbled, and they didn't score there. And the Steelers did not score another point until there was less than two minutes left to go in the game. They were stuck at two points that whole time, and they ended up losing that game uh, something crazy like 13-9 to nine or 16-9. to nine. I, I, I'm trying to block it out of my memory um, when, when it comes to that one. So – other than that, when the Steelers have won their home games in week one under Mike Tomlin. But uh, that's just one to, to, to go back and think about that, that, that's at that. All right. Now let's look at some stuff specifically when it comes to the Steelers and the 49ers against each other. All time, not all time. Since 1970, the Steelers are ahead in the matchup right now, eight to seven. Well, this is regular, but they haven't, they didn't meet the Super Bowl, so it didn't matter. Um, they're eight and seven, so I don't even know why I mentioned that's not the postseason. Um, so obviously the the 49ers were seven eight against the Steelers. The Steelers have actually faced the 49ers three times in week one. That's right. They have faced the 49ers three times in week one. Actually, four times if you go all time. But this was since 1970, three times. All three games have been in Pittsburgh. All three games have been in Pittsburgh. So, so there's that one. The Steelers are two and one in those games. So just just some just some interesting stuff here. But you have to you have to go back a ways. It was um, in '93. The Steelers lost to the 49ers, 24 to 13. Then you go back to 87, the Steelers won 30 to 17. And then you have to go back to 77, where the Steelers won 27 to nothing. So those are those are the three times that they've met in week one. So San Francisco has come to Pittsburgh in week one three times I th- since the merger. And I think the one before the merger was was in San Francisco, but I, mean, it might, I think it was a lost one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm really going back to the merger because that's when it really matters. All right. When you're, what about all time, the Pittsburgh Steelers since, I keep saying all time. It's since the merger. Dave, come on, get it together. Since the merger, when they have faced the San Francisco 49ers in Pittsburgh at any time during the season, the Steelers are four and three. When the Steelers have faced the 49ers, at home under Mike Tomlin, they are 2-0, and right? So since 2007, the Steelers are 2-0 and against the 49ers. Now, here's where it gets a little bit interesting. Those games are a little bit unusual. Those games are just a little bit unusual. The combined score in the two games 
The Steelers have outscored the 49ers 80 to 34. That's right. That's an average of 40 to 17. The Steelers have averaged 40 points opening up against the 49ers. Now, if you look at that, I was there the last time the the, the Steelers faced faced the 49ers um, in Pittsburgh. And that was in, hold on, 2015. That was the very first game I ever saw on my season ticket seats. That's when I first got my season tickets. And the Steelers won that game 43-18. to 18. That was... Ryan Shazier had 15 tackles. We've talked about that game a lot. The other time was actually Mike Tomlin's first year coaching. Oh, and that last game, that 43 to 18, that was in week two. That was the Steelers' home opener. That was the home opener because well, they opened on the road as they had for forever. Uh, the Steelers also faced the 49ers at home in week three in 2007. They won that one 37 to 16. So the Steelers have put up at least 37 points the last two times the 49ers have come to Pittsburgh, or every time under Mike Tomlin when the 49ers have come to Pittsburgh. Do I expect them to score 37 points? I do not. But I also did not expect the third, the first team offense in the third preseason game to go two for two for touchdowns after they had gone three for three the previous two games. So just because I don't expect it doesn't mean they can't do it because they like to prove me wrong with those kind of things. All right, now let's look at the Steelers' home opener since 1970. Since 1970, the home opener, the Steelers are 35 and 18. So it doesn't matter if it was week one, week one, week two, week three, whenever they opened up at home. Um, they are 35 and 18. There's actually two seasons in there where the Steelers opened up, didn't open up at home until their third game of the season. One of them was 2001 because week two was moved to the end of the season. And then in 1999, they opened, they opened twice on the road. And they won both the road games and then came home and lost uh, to Seattle. But in 2001, they beat Cincy in their first game at, at Heinz Field. But uh, the, those are ones that were in week three. All the rest of them were in week one or week two. So the Steelers are 35-18 and 18 in their home openers since the merger. Now, since 2007, in their home openers, the Steelers are 11-5. and five. But it is – I should note, they've lost the last two home openers. They lost last year to New England and the year before to Las Vegas. Well, was it Las Vegas that year? It was to the Raiders. We'll say that. I can't remember when they moved to Vegas. So those are some interesting things to, to keep in mind. But now let me let me look at just the home openers under Mike Tomlin. Because I told you in the opening games, the Steelers, they averaged 21.3 points scored and 20, 20 points surrendered. In the home openers under Mike Tomlin, the Steelers average 24.7 points a game, and they only surrender 16.8. That's more in line of what I'm looking for out of the Steelers in this game. I mean, if they won this game 24-17, I would be very happy. Uh, That's where the numbers are. Actually, you would round that up to 25-17, but 24 sounds better. That's a better football number when it comes to scoring. All right, I've got a few more things to go over here before we call this a show. I did just some just some random little factoid things looking at more of these numbers. Okay, what happens when the Steelers open against an NFC opponent? When they open the season against an NFC opponent, since 1970, they're 9 and 4 
and they are three and one at home when they open up against an NFC opponent in um, in in week one. So they've done that a lot, but not too many of them were at home. Most of them were on the road. Uh, let's see. When you're when you're talking about since 2007, the Steelers are three and zero opening up against the NFC, one and zero at home. I know recently they they opened up in Washington and in New York within the last. Well, I know New York was three years ago. I guess as you would say, Washington. I think was five or six, six years ago, maybe um, right around that, maybe five. Uh, I don't have it there in front of me, but uh, those 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 are the ones where they're opening up against the NFC under Mike Tomlin. What about this? What about when they have a home opener against a team that is traveling from further west? They're in a Western Conference, you know, or division, either conference from the Western Division. So this even included Kansas City, Vegas, you know, teams like that that aren't as far as – San Francisco, but I just put them all together. The Steelers, when they open at home versus a team from the West, you think, oh, that would be a big advantage. That team coming east, they're nine and nine. They're nine and nine. And they're three and three under Tomlin. So when they have their home opener, a lot of times these were week two. Like I remember Kansas City in week two, um, within the last five years or so. Um, the, the Steelers, it's a coin flip. It hasn't been a big advantage of it being a West Coast team coming east. So, then I went and said, oh, let's, let's, let's keep going a little bit. What about the Steelers versus the NFC West in Pittsburgh? Facing the NFC West in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. The, la- the only game out of the last 10 where it was an NFC West team coming to Pittsburgh. So, so, so this is really recent. The only one that they lost – was in 2019, the two-point loss when Ben Roethlisberger was injured on the phantom overturn pass interference and Mason Rudolph trying to lead the Steelers back against the Seahawks. That's the only time in the last 10 games against an NFC West opponent in Pittsburgh that the Steelers have lost. Tim, if you now if if you go back and you look at since it's been the current alignment, which I just did air quotes for someone on the podcast can't see that the, the current alignment, meaning in two thousand two when we when they went to four divisions of four teams, since then the Steelers are nine and two. There's only one other game that's happened in Pittsburgh since the alignment that wasn't the ten games. It was, it was eleven games. They're nine and two under that. The Steelers are 23 and 7 at home against the NFC West since 1970. And under Mike Tomlin, they are 8 and 1 at home against the NFC West. So that's some interesting stuff. Now, what about San Francisco having to travel to a team in the AFC North? I'm not worried about the East or anything else. We're going to traveling to face the AFC North. I only went back to 2002 because that's when the AFC North came into existence before it was a central, you know, just, yeah. So since 2002, the 49ers are only three and eight facing the AFC North on the road, three and eight, all three of those wins against the Bengals. So they have never beat Baltimore, Pittsburgh, or Cincinnati on the road since the current alignment in 2002. 
Take it for what it's worth. And you know what that's worth? After I spent all that time telling you those numbers, because you know what? You want to know those numbers. You kind of want to know what these trends are. They're really great to look at. And now I'll go back to say what I said with Scobro. That doesn't mean anything. You know why? Because this 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers team will write their own story. That's someone else's story. A bunch of other stories. This will be the Steelers story. Now, if you wanted to hear those numbers in order to just have an idea, honestly, I think some of the best stuff might have been the rookie numbers to have an idea of how the rookies play. So does it matter how many times the Pittsburgh Steelers have have, have won or lost against the San Francisco 49ers when they kick off this Sunday at 1 o'clock in Acrisure Stadium? No. None of those other things matter. Now, do they matter a little bit more when you're talking about division teams, teams you see a lot, teams you know, teams you understand a little bit more? Yeah, it would, in my opinion, at least some, at least somewhat. But this is a team you play every four years. The Steelers played them in San Francisco four years ago. That was Minka Fitzpatrick's first game. That was the first start for Mason Rudolph. That was the – they kept getting takeaways in field goal range, and they they lived in their fears and refused to try to score and settled for all those field goals. And then after getting a turnover to think that you were going to win the game, the Steelers – I said, get a takeaway. They turned the ball back over, and that's what allowed San Francisco to win late. That was the last time they faced each other. Mason Rudolph was the starting quarterback. James Conner was the running back. Just, just, just think of some of these things. Okay, Minka Fitzpatrick played his first game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Think of Minka now and how he's been with this team. That's the last time they played the 49ers. This is not a familiar opponent. So, therefore, it's nice to know the history. It's nice to look at the stats. It's nice to break it down. But you know what? All that matters now is for the Steelers to go out there, and this team in Pittsburgh has to beat this 49ers team coming to the stadium on Sunday. I'm so excited. It's I'm starting to get amped up where it's hard for me to sleep at night. I keep having Pittsburgh Steelers dreams um, because it's been the anticipation is building for so long. But, uh, hey, make sure you check out the Steelers preview tonight. If you want to check us out live, it's always lots of fun. If not, the audio will be out uh, before midnight. You can check that out. Ooh, make, uh, I, I'm going to keep saying it because it's the one podcast that we haven't been having, and that's last-minute thoughts. You'll hear my last-minute thoughts. Sunday morning, we'll get that out bright and early. Unless you get up before 5 a.m., it'll be available when you get up. Uh, that's a nice little, you know, prequel to the game. It's not a super long show anyway. Um, I, and the, Now, I don't know what time the Q&A is going, but as we say, because the game's on Sunday, Q&As are, are looking to move uh, at least this week to Saturday. They might move back to Sunday next week. It all depends because of the because of the – the Steelers playing on Monday the next week, but we're not we're not worried about week two right now. We're worried about week one. So uh, hopefully we'll be we'll be announcing that. If you're listening to this on the audio side, the audio will be out. Um, but for those people that like to catch it live, we'll try to make sure we announce that on a live show so you have a better idea what that's going on. And of course, check out SteelCurtainNetwork.com for all your Steelers needs and to get the information to get into that contest for the Donnie Shell football. Whoo! Lots of numbers. Can't wait to talk about new numbers after this game. And what the number I really want to hope I talk about is one that that falls underneath a W. That's what I want to really talk about. So 
It's been fun. It was lots of numbers. We still went the same amount of time. So I'm going to finish out like I always do. Thanks for geeking out. With me.